Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Free Worship this morning. So good to see uh, each one of you today. Several of you probably looking at the series on Facebook. How many has heard the word yeet? A few of you. How many of you know what it means? So I had a few people cheat and kind of look it up. They're like, well, I'm going to look this up because I'm trying to figure out where in the world Pastor is going with this series. But we're actually going to start the Yeet series next Sunday. This kind of be a prelude, if you would. Uh, so God kind of put this message on our heart, and so I wanted to go this route uh, before we actually dive into the Yeet. Leave now, say Yeet. All right, I'll tell you what it means over the next couple of weeks. Turn with me to Joshua chapter number 1. Grab your Bibles if you have them. Grab your smartphones. Look up Joshua chapter number 1, beginning in verse number 1. The Bible says, After the death of Moses, the, son of, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, watch this, Moses' assistant, the vice president to Moses. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and the people, into the land that I am given to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon you, I will have given it to you, just as I promised to Moses. Just as I promised to Moses. Now, skip on down. Watch this. Verse number 6. I want you to see this. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause the people to inherit the land that I swore to your fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Anybody ever look at that and wonder why in the world God kept telling Joshua, Joshua, you got to be strong. I need you to be courageous. Because here's what I'm going to show you as we enter into this Yeet series. You're going to see that that is a common theme throughout the Old Testament all the way into the New Testament where God says that. God says take courage. God says be strong and, and be courageous. So there's something about that that we've got to look at, I believe, before we get into this next series uh, that we're calling Yeet. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. Watch this. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you be careful to do according to all. Somebody say all. All, all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Can I tell you, you can buy all the tapes you want to on success. The book's got it all right here. <laughs> Listen, you can waste all of your money listening to, to all of these people that want to tell you how you can be successful. Or you can pick up the Word of God, and you can simply read it right here. And the Bible says that if you will obey the law, if you obey the law and meditate on it day and night, watch it will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Here, look at this. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Father, thank you for the reading of your word. God, I pray today it would be seed sown on good ground, God, that it would begin in my heart today, that it would penetrate. God, it would speak to my life, speak to my very need, speak to each of the needs of your people today, God, and we'll give you praise for it. God, move me out of the way, hide me today. God, it's not about me. It's all about you. So, God, use me to deliver the words that you've given me this day in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated all over the house today. Listen, I just felt led to, to kind of go into this before going into the Yeet series. And how many never heard the word Yeet? And I'm just, let's just be cute. Don't be shamefaced. It's okay. Never heard Yeet. That's all right. All right. Look at them and say, Yeet. 
All right, you've heard it now. All right, yeah. But I want to look at how to possess, if you would, the promises of God. Listen, I don't know how many of you like it. I still like carrying a Bible. I'm sorry, there's nothing wrong if you like it on your phone. That's cool. I like to carry it. There's just something about this word. And, but what I want you to understand today is there's over 3,000 promises that God has made to you and to me, and it's in, it's in this book. And so that's why he's telling Joshua, listen, if you want to know how to be prosperous and you want to know how to be successful, get in the word. Because I've got over 3,000 promises. He said, not only were these promises made to Moses, these promises were made to you. And I believe they were made to you and me uh, as well. But here's what I believe. I believe we understand that. And I believe if I took a survey and I said, you know, do you believe there's 3,000 promises in the book? You'd say, oh, yeah, man, I believe there's promises in the book. But listen, do you know how to walk in them? Listen, do you know how to possess, if you would? Do you know how to possess the promises that God has given us? There's a, one thing about just reading the promises. There's another thing when you take hold to the promises that God has, has given us. And so I want to look at that. I want to look at that today because I believe for most of us, life is made up of ups and, and downs. And if I talk to most of you, you say it's made up of more downs than it is up. I'm just, I mean, take your little church face off this morning. Let me, let me preach to you on Monday morning. And you say, yeah, there's more downs than there are ups. Our, our, our life is made of mountains and valleys. And some of you say, yeah, there's more valleys than there are mountains or, 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 or hills, if you would, in life. But can I tell you, that's not how God intended for us to live. Listen, that's not the formula that God has for our life. No, no. He said in, in 2 John, 3 John 2, he said, above all, I wish that you what? Prosper. The same thing that he told Joshua, the very same thing that he told Moses. He said, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And so God said, listen, above all, here's why I created you. Here's what I designed. Here's the formula. Here's the formula for success. I want you to prosper I want you to prosper in life, not only in life, but in your health. Listen, he wants us to be successful, but my question today is, do we know how to possess it? Listen, do we know how to, to walk in, in the success and the things that God wants us to do? And so today I want to look at some keys, if you would. So maybe some successful keys uh, to walking into the promises that God has, has given us. Because maybe you're like most people, and sometimes you feel like you've had that promise in life, but maybe you've watched that promise perish. Or, or maybe just maybe you've had some visions in your life, but you watch those visions vanish. Or you've had dreams that you've watched those dreams die and, and disappear. And that's what happens in the book of Joshua. Can we just exegete it just for a few moments? You look at the very first book, the very first verse in the book of Joshua, and the first thing he opens up is with some sad news. Moses is dead. Listen, wait a minute. Hold on. You mean to tell me we're going to open up the book of Joshua with, with sad, bad news that Moses, our fearless leader, that, that he is dead. Now, and Moses is not just anybody. He's one of the most powerful leaders, if you would, one of the most powerful patriarchs, if you would, in the Bible. Just think about Moses. I mean, he experienced all kind of stuff from the Red Sea. Why well, it says from the parting of the Red Sea to the burning bush. Listen, when you think about Moses, Moses, Moses was, uh, went through ten plagues. Watch this. And he also shared the ten commandments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Moses was not just an ordinary leader. Moses was very significant. He was a significant leader. Matter of fact, if you'll do your research, you'll find out that Moses is the most mentioned Old Testament leader in the New Testament. Does that make any sense? <laughs> Listen, yeah, yeah. If you'll look at it, you'll see the New Testament talks more about Moses than it does any other Old Testament leader. And so Moses was not just some average Joe. 
And so I think we got to get an understanding of what's taking place here because here is Joshua, and Joshua opens up the scripture with God saying, My servant Moses is dead. And for the Israelites, that means all hope was gone. Listen, for the Israelites, that means they were having valley days instead of mountaintop days. For, for the Israelites, it means they were having more downs than they were having more ups. And so here they are, and despair has hit their group, if you would. Listen, have you ever had that happen in life? you ever had things going really good in life, and then all of a sudden it just seems like everything comes to a screeching halt? Listen, you ever, you ever felt like everything was going good and you was making strides, and then bam, out of nowhere, just absolutely out of nowhere, life, life hits you? Does anybody ever feel like you're getting more punches than you are pats on the back? Come on, I'm just saying. You ever, you ever feel, you ever feel that way? There's an old song that we used to sing that says, I've had visions and I've had dreams and I've even held them in my hand, but I never knew they would slip right through like only grains of, only grains of, of sand. Does anybody ever felt like if you take two steps forward, you get knocked three steps back? See, I think this is the way that they were feeling when all of a sudden God has looked at Moses, had looked at Joshua, and he says, after the death of Moses, watch this, a servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, Moses, to Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. If you'll do research and study the Bible, you'll see for 30 days they went in the morning. I mean, listen, I'm telling you, it was no ordinary death. Their, their, their leader who they traveled with in the wilderness for 40 years is no longer going to be with them. And God looks at Joshua and he says, hey, Josh, your turn, buddy. Joshua, I need you to therefore arise. Y'all see that in the scripture? See, we read it so fast and we get so used to reading it. In other words, I, I kind of add my own words. All of a sudden he said, no, Joshua, you got to dust yourself off because I need you to step up to the plate. Moses, this is your opportunity. It's time for you to dry up those tears. It's time for you to roll back that lip, because I got a work that I need for you to do. Mo uh, Joshua, you're next. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him, you're next. Go on, tell somebody. You're, come on, tell somebody something. You're next. You're next. And so here they were, and they were soaking in their, in their sadness, and, and God says, guess what? It's, it's, it's time to put that away. And listen, when I read that, I think about us and how we soak in yesterday. Listen, when I, when I look at that scripture and how some of you are, are locked up in, in something that happened so long ago and now God said, no, 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 I need you to step up to the plate. Listen, God said, listen, I'm not worried about what happened yesterday. Today is a brand new day. That's why I love the scriptures, new mercies, morning by morning, new mercies. I see. And listen, I believe what God was telling Joshua is, listen, the same promises that I made for Moses, I'm going to give to you, but I, you got to step up. Listen, but I need for you to step up. And listen, I believe it's a word for all of us today to realize, listen, I don't care how bad it was. Listen, I don't care how bad it hurt. Listen, I don't care how disappointed you were. Listen, this is a word for somebody. It doesn't matter how it made you feel. It is now, therefore, time to help me. Arise. Look at them time. It's time to arise. Go on, tell me. It is time to arise so that we can walk in the promises that God has for us. I give you my version. It's like, it's like God's looking down at Joshua and he's saying, all right, it's time to get off your hind end and get to work. Listen, no longer are you going to be the assistant, you're going to be the leader. Listen, no longer are you going to follow after Moses. No, you're going to step up and you're going to lead the pack. Look what the Bible says in verse number five. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Now, I want you to see because here's one of the promises. That's a promise, but here's another one. And I will not leave you. We love to quote that scripture, but this is where God told it. To Joshua. Now think about it because he's mourning and he's sad and his lips poked out and his eyes is just, I mean, he's just crying. I mean, you can tell he's just all upset. And God says, I will not leave you. 
I will not forsake you. Listen, it's an easy word for today. God's saying, guess what, Joshua? I need you to look forward and don't try and look back. Listen, I need you to focus on, the, on what I've got for you instead of looking back in the past. Listen, I believe God's telling us that today. I don't know who needs this word today. I don't know whose neighborhood I'm circling this morning. Listen, but God said to tell you yesterday is gone. Listen, whatever happened yesterday, it is over. And God needs us looking forward. Listen, I'm telling that grown adults that are still fixed on something that happened to you in high school. I'm just saying that God said it's time to look forward. It's time to move forward. Listen, grown adults reliving stuff that happened years ago. And here's what God's word is to you. Let it die. Moses is dead. Look, Joshua, I don't want you carrying on about Moses no more. It's dead. See how we can apply that to today? Listen, I don't want you still worrying about what happened yesterday. That is over. Your past is dead. Your past is forgiven, and it is time to move forward. Joshua, I know you wandered in the wilderness for 40 years with, with Moses, but guess what? Moses is dead. It sounds kind of harsh, don't it? And God says, hey, Moses, uh, hey, Joshua, Moses is dead. Listen, I need you to focus on what I need for you to do. And as you look at the scripture, I want you to see this, because if you look at the scripture, you'll notice something about Joshua. Because nowhere in here do you find Joshua second-guessing God. Listen, nowhere in this scripture, look at it, nowhere in the scripture when God opened up and all of a sudden looked at him and said, hey, Moses is dead, I need you to step up. I need you to therefore, I need you to take courage. I need you to gain up some strength. I need you to therefore Arise. Listen, and I know one thing, Joshua. Joshua wasn't calling for no vote. <laughs> yeah, you know, see, y'all don't understand because, see, Joshua knew firsthand what it was like to get wishy-washy with God. Listen, Joshua knew what, what it was firsthand to question God. Joshua knew what it was to turn around and look at everybody and say, hey, what y'all think about it? Listen, because he was one of the very ones. Listen, 40 years before, he was one of the 12 spies. You remember? He was one of the 12 spies that, that went and checked out the land. He and Caleb, and they were all excited, and they came back to, oh, man, we can take this land. But they took a vote instead of taking the land. That just hit me. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, they backed down. So I know, I know that Joshua wasn't worried about what everybody else was saying. Like, I ain't doing this again. I'm going to step up, and I'm going to do what God has called me to do, because right there in that crowd, when him and Caleb came back, all of a sudden, negative spoke up. And, and so what happened is they started focusing on the problem. You remember they talked about the grasshoppers? I said, oh, my goodness, we're like grasshoppers compared to them. And what happened is they began focusing on the problem instead of focusing on the promise. God had told them it was theirs. All they had to do was possess the land, and they wouldn't have been where they, where they ended up in the wilderness for, for 40 years. So let me just ask you today, what are you magnifying? The promises of God? Or the problems that you got. Come on. Listen, which one? I know y'all sanctified. Oh, I magnified the Lord. I'm just, um, everything. my focus is just clearly on the Lord uh, today. Yeah, okay, well, we'll preach this on Tuesday. Rewind today and, and listen to it on, on Tuesday. Listen, which one are you magnifying? Are you magnifying the problems that you have in life? And listen, there's everybody in here. We could start and go around this entire room, and everybody in the room could begin telling you about the problems. As a matter of fact, you take just a few moments and talk to somebody in the lobby, and the first thing they're going to do is start telling you about their ailments and their problems. Well, the question today is, are you going to magnify the problem, or are you going to magnify the promises. I think you got to decide that right now. Listen, I think it'll make your week go a whole lot better this week if you, if you go ahead and decide, are you going to magnify the problem or are you going to magnify 
the promise? Are you going to magnify the mess? <laughs> Are you going to magnify the miracle? Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help us uh, in the house today because I'm telling you, most of us have wandered in the wilderness far too long. I'm telling you, we've been wandering way, way too long, and it is time to possess the promises that God has for us. Now, listen, I'm not just trying to hype you today. Listen, I want to give you a word today that's going to help us because exactly what he told Joshua, God has commissioned me to tell you, it is therefore now time to Arise. It is time to arise. It is time to arise and walk into God's promises. It's time to arise and advance into the promises of God. So instead of magnifying the problem, we got to magnify the problem solving. How about that? We got to magnify the one that can solve the problems that we have. And so you know what happens with magnification, right? I started to get me a magnifying glass. What you do is you take something that's tiny that you really can't see, and all of a sudden you put a magnification or you put, or you put your eyesight on it or you focus in so close on it, and all of a sudden you see that little thing, that thing that was so small and so little, when you begin to magnify it, it gets bigger and it gets bigger. That's why the psalmist said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Let's exalt him. Let's magnify him. In other words, the psalmist said, Quit magnifying the small stuff. And start magnifying the God who is big all by himself. Somebody say amen. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Listen, I thought of an old saying we love to say, but listen, stop telling God how big your problem is and start telling your problem how big, how big your God is. That's when you magnify God in your life. Listen, I don't care what the doctor's report said. Go on and magnify the Lord with me. Listen, I don't care if your bank statement looked really bleak last month. Guess what? Oh, magnify the Lord with me. I'm going to keep on until I hit somebody's driveway. I'm telling you, I don't care how hurtful the words were. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. I don't care who was wrong in the situation. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. I don't care how bad it hurt. I don't care how bad it disappointed. Oh, magnify. Somebody help me in the house today. The Lord Lord with me. Listen, we've walked in the wilderness long enough. It's time to arise and march in the promises that God has given us. So can I help you today? I got three steps for you to help you today. Walk in the promises. Walk in the promises. Possess the promises of God. Y'all preaching me too hard. Let me get a little bit more. Three keys. Somebody say, give them to me. Three keys. Number one, watch this. Number one. You got to really want it. Now, I'm going to let that marinate just for a moment. <laughs> Listen, you got to really want it, which leads me to the next question. How bad? How bad do you want it? You know what the sad reality is? Most of us enjoy the wilderness. I know. See, it's Sunday morning, y'all. All these halos. <laughs> but honestly, we, we enjoy the, the wilderness. So my question today is, if, how bad do you want it? Because listen, if you want to possess the promises of God, you got to really, really want it. Listen, you got to want it so bad that sometimes you're the only one to want it. Listen, I reminded of Peter when he was out in the boat. All of the disciples were present in the boat. And when he saw Jesus walking on the water, can I tell you why Peter walked on the water? Because he wanted it. He wanted it really bad. Matter of fact, he looked at Jesus and he said, if that's you, guess what? I want to walk on the water just like you. Listen, I can't help but believe Peter thought, man, I have seen him heal blinded eyes. I have seen him make people that could not walk, walk. And if that man is walking on the water, I don't care if y'all want to sit in the boat or not. I want to walk on the water just just like him because Peter wanted it and he wanted it 
Help me. He wanted it bad. Listen, he's the only one in the boat that got up. <laughs> the rest of them sat there scared and was, and was watching it. And guess what? You may be the only person on your road today. <laughs> but how bad do you want it? Listen, how bad do you want the promise? How bad do you want to possess the very promises that God has for us? Hmm, my goodness, I wish somebody would pick up the word that I'm laying down today. How bad do you want it? Because you got to want it, and you got to want it bad. Listen, I'm wondering, is there anybody in the house today that wants the promises for your marriage that God's word gives us? you got to want it, and you got to want it bad. Listen, I'm telling you, if you want the promises of your finances to be secure, you got to want it, and you got to want it bad. Listen, if you want your children saved, you got to want it and you got to want it bad. You got to believe and trust for the promises that God has for you. Peter wanted it. <laughs> Listen, that was the way Peter was. He wanted it and he wanted it bad. And look how God used it. God used him to be so successful on the day of Pentecost. You know all about it as he, as he preached and 3,000 souls were, were saved and the Holy Spirit fell in an unusual way for him on that day. You know why? Because Peter wanted it and he wanted it bad and God made him to be successful so how bad do you want it how bad because listen you gotta want it <laughs> like you want food when you hangry <laughs> my family says i get hangry if i get hungry i get hangry you gotta want it like you want food when you hangry listen you gotta want it like you want water when you are absolutely thirsty how bad do you want it listen you gotta want it like you want sleep uh, when you're absolutely tired and needing rest you gotta want it like you want money when you got bills that's got to be paid you gotta want it like you need gas for your car when you got somewhere that you need to go am I helping anybody today you gotta want it and you got to want it bad Joshua wanted it listen I'm telling you Joshua had watched Moses all he had played second to Moses forever and when he saw his time arise he wanted it he had been serving as vice president for 40 years and all of a sudden God says it's your time because Moses my servant is dead and God didn't have to beg him God didn't have to push him and God didn't have to pride him God I wish I had some church folk like that listen no 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 all God had to do was therefore arise nowhere do you see Joshua questioning God listen read it it's in the scripture nowhere nowhere will you find God having to plead with Joshua Joshua jumped to the chance watch this to possess the promises of God because that's what God told him he said the very promises that I have made to Moses guess what Joshua all you gotta do is step up and they're yours but how bad do you want it Joshua Joshua I got this guy <laughs> I want it and I want it want it bad that's number one you ready for number two Number two, key number two, listen, not only you got to want it and you got to want it bad, but watch this, you have got to, watch this, you got to overcome fear. You got you to overcome fear. T.D. Jakes does the best preaching on fear of any pastor that I like to listen to. I'm just going just gonna to put it on out there. And one of the things he says is this, he said, overcoming fear is something that you will do for the rest of your life. Overcoming fear is something that you will do for the rest of your life of your life. Second Timothy 1 and 7 says, for God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So in other words, what, what TD's doing when he's teaching and what I can teach you in the word is time, you're going to never graduate from fear university. Right. You're not. Listen, there's not going to be a one day that somebody's going to give you a plaque or diploma that you can hang on the wall and say, well, I graduated from fear university. Listen, you don't accomplish fear. Watch this. You fight it. Come on, that's going to help somebody a little bit later. You're going to pick this up about Thursday and it's going to help. Listen, you don't accomplish fear. You fight fear. Listen, the enemy knows what fear does. The fear paralyzes. Listen, fear will stop you dead in your tracks. And you better believe the enemy understands that. The enemy knows that about us. And so that's why he tries so hard to cause us 
to fear. But you, if you'll just get this in your head, because here's what happens is because you begin beating yourself up and say, why, why was I worried about that? Why did I, let, I should be a stronger Christian than I should have accomplished that. No, you don't accomplish fear. You fight it. Listen, every time I step on this platform, I have to overcome fear. Can I just be real transparent with you? I'm telling you, every time I step up here, I got to overcome fear. Listen, because I'd rather sit out there with you guys and let somebody else do it. Let's just be honest because it would be easier. But no, 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 I got to fight and I got to overcome. I got to overcome the, the fear. I reminded when I, when I was called to be licensed back at uh, Westside and, and God called me to be licensed. I had to overcome fear because I thought, I don't want to go up there and tell this church I want to be licensed. God's calling me to be. Listen, I'm remind, I remind when God called me to pastor. Can I just be real with you? I, I never, never saw pastoring on my resume of stuff to do I, I didn't I'm like God you really want me to pastor and and I fought it for years and years and years and and finally I just said you know I got to fight this fear I've got to overcome I got to overcome this fear and listen planting a church is a whole nother level of fear I'm just being honest with you today listen it makes a, a huge difference when you say let's step out on nothing and just trust God to do it all. And can I tell you, that's still what we're doing today? Listen, there's still things today that fear try to creep in and, and try and say, well, ministry's not going. It's not where you thought it was going to be. Guess what? It's right where God wants it to be. And so as long as it's where God's wanting it to be, I'm going to fight the fear that placed before me every single time because I'm not going to graduate from it. Listen, but I got, I got to fight it. And you fight it by doing things like this. You fight it by saying, wait a minute, greater is he that is in me than he that is in me. That's how you fight it. I know that sounds cliche and it's one we like to use, but it's a good one to use when all of a sudden you are fighting fear. No greater is he that is in me. And so you got to believe that and you got to trust that. And when you do that, it helps you to overcome fear. The bottom line is everybody wants to be accepted. That's probably one of the biggest areas that people begin to fear. You want, you want to be accepted. You want to be accepted by friends and coworkers and classmates, and you want to be accepted. You're always worrying about what somebody else is going to say, right? Let's just be honest. You're worrying about what somebody else is going to say or, or what they're going to think. But listen closely. Listen, you must want the promises of God. Watch this. More than you want the acceptance of man. Come on. Y'all need to hear that today. Listen, you've got to want to possess you got to want it and you got to want it bad. you got to want to possess the promises of God more than you want the acceptance of man. And you do that by breaking through fear. Listen, you do that by looking fear in the face and saying, God did not give me this spirit. Listen, God did not give me this spirit of fear, but he gave me of love and of power and of a sound mind. Do you want the promises of God? No more. you got to really, really want it. Listen, number two, you got to overcome you got to overcome fear. And I just tell you all that because I don't want you to, the enemy wants to isolate you and make you think that you're the only one. And we'll, we'll look at the pastor and the life he's living. Y'all don't know the fear that we go through to do the things we, the things we do. And so I just want to share that to, to help somebody along life's way. But anyway, not only that, you got to overcome fear. Let's give you the third thing. Say, give me the third thing. Watch this. you got to engage in the battle. you got to engage in the battle. Now, you're going to see this. Watch this. Joshua, chapter number 10. Got to skip over a few chapters, if you would. God's speaking, and he said, watch this. Fear not. Fear not. 365 times in the word. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Be strong. Watch this. Here it is again. And of good courage. Ten times in the book of Joshua. I'll tell you all that already. <laughs> Ten times in the book of Joshua talked about fear. And there's another one right there. Be strong and of good courage. For thus shall you do. Watch this. To all your enemies against whom you 
fight. Now, I want you to see that because it didn't say against all your enemies that you let somebody else take care of for you. It doesn't say against all of your enemies that you just sit around and hope that they go away. No, against all of your enemies, against whom you fight. Listen, if you want to possess the promises that God has for you, you got to be willing to fight for it. Are y'all hearing me today? Listen, if you want to have the marriage that God has promised you, you got to be willing to fight for it. If you want to have the family that God has, has promised you to have, well, my family's just haywire and it's not going to, are you fighting for Listen, you got to fight for the family that God has promised you. Listen, because nobody's going to hand it to you on a silver platter. <laughs> no, no, no. you got to be willing to fight for it. Listen, you are not going to win the God promises lottery. Come on. <laughs> you got to fight. <laughs> Listen, you got to fight for it. you got to get on the battlefield, and you got to fight. Listen, it's not a time for sitters and quitters. It is a time for fighters. It is time for those that will engage in the battle. Listen, I believe some of you need to march into the enemy's camp and take back what the enemy has stole from you. Listen, I'm telling you, you got to fight. Listen, some of you sat by and let the enemy take things from you. No, 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 no. Stand up and fight against that rascal because what did we say? Greater? Come on. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Listen, some of your innocence was stole as a child. Listen, take back what the enemy has stole from you. Listen, the dream of a marriage has been stolen from you. I dare you to take back what the enemy has stole from you. Your financial security. You said, man, I expected to be here in life and I'm just not there. Well, guess what? Take back what the enemy has stole from you. Listen, whether it's your health or your wealth or your joy or your hope or friendship, whatever it is that has been stolen from you, I dare you to fight back. I dare you to take back what the enemy has stolen. And here's how you do it. You remind yourself of stuff like, like Isaiah 54 that says no weapon formed against me shall prosper and every tongue that rises in condemnation shall be brought down Isaiah 59 when the enemy comes in like a flood the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against it Jesus told Peter upon this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it you got to remember Romans 8 if God be for me who can be against me you got to remember Genesis 50 where the Bible says what the enemy intended for bad God can turn it for your good. You got to be reminded of Romans chapter 8, where the Bible says that He's turning all things together for your good. Look at him and tell him the devil is a, a lie. I wish I had a few folks who would stand up and have a fighter's praise uh, in the house today. Let the enemy know you are not scared. You are not stopping the promises that God has brought me to. No, no, I am possessing the very things that God has given me. Look at him and say, yeet. <laughs> Go and say, yeet. We'll get into that next week. Watch this. Watch what the Bible says. Go ahead and stand all over the house. Ronald, you come on. Watch this. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 58, be ye steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for that you know that your labor is not in vain. Can I tell you that's military words? Steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And know that your labor, somebody needs to hear this today, your labor is not in vain. Listen, the enemy will lie to you. That enemy is a liar. Y'all got that, right? He'll lie to you, but your labor is not in vain. Listen, the truth of the matter is some of you have had a setback. Come on, I need to talk to those watching on our campus today. <laughs> you done laid your artillery down. Listen, and God has commissioned me to come today and tell you to stand up and fight. Fight back. Listen, some of you were wounded in the last battle, and you're thinking, oh, I'm just, <laughs> I know what happened the last time. Guess what? Pick up. Pick up your artillery and fight once again. Good God's soldiers, watch this, they don't quit. 
They fight. <laughs> Listen, good God soldiers don't quit. They fight. Now, guess what? You may have some battle scars. Listen, some of you have been through hell, and you have got the scars to prove it. <laughs> That's okay. You still fight. Listen, it's a new day. You still fight. You go on to the next battle. Listen, so what I do is I pray that the bomb of Gilead will heal those scars of hurt. Listen, that's, that's my prayer is that, that God would heal those scars of, of hate and, and unforgiveness and bad news or, or whatever it is. That's why Paul said you got to forget those things which are behind and reach towards those things which are before you. Listen, somebody, I'm telling you, you need to forget those hateful words. Whatever they were, just, just forget them. That's, that's, that's old news. In the, in the past. Listen, some of you need to forget that last setback. Quit reliving it. Quit talking about it. Fight. Fight forward. Reach forward to the promises that God has, has given us. Listen, because the same promises that God made to Joshua, He's making to you and He's making to me. Watch this. He said in verse number three, every place you step. He said, it's yours. <laughs> Not a time to sit. It's a time to be stepping. Come on. <laughs> Listen, he said, every step. That's why the Bible says the steps of a good man or woman are ordered. They're ordered of Lord because every place you step, he says, it's, it's yours. Look at verse number five. Look at these promises. No man will stand against you. God says, we got this. We got this. <laughs> Me and you make a majority. I don't care how many come against you. You and God make a majority. You and God make a majority. Watch this. Watch this. No man will stand against you. Watch what he says. We love this one, but I want you to hear today. I will not leave you, and I will not forsake you. Listen, I don't care if the enemy has whispered in your ear that God is distant from you and he does not care about you. The devil is a lie. Listen, God, the word says that God says, I'm not a man that I should lie, nor the son of man that I should change my mind. And if he said he wouldn't leave us, can I tell you, he... I love what the psalmist said. David said, if I make my bed in hell. He said, guess what? I get down there and look around at God. God is right there with us. You know why? Because he's not leaving. He, he, he ain't going nowhere. He's right there. That's a promise that he gave us. What says, I will not leave you, verse number five, nor forsake you. Look at verse number seven. Here's another promise. You will prosper and you will be successful. God wants you to be how do I possess those promises? Look at verse number 8 real quick. Look at verse number 8. Stay in the book right here. Look at verse number 8. Watch this. Meditate on the book <laughs> day and night. Now watch this. And be careful to do. That's some action words. To do. To do. Well, I just stay home. I got my own religion. I just stay home. I read my Bible. And No, no. The Bible says be careful to do. It's an action. That's action words right there. To, to do. To do. To do. Watch this. To do. To apply. To do. Watch all that the book says. Verse number eight. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then. Watch this. I'm going to say it again. Then you will have good. You will have good success. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I've given you the keys to possess the very promises of God. We'll move into it deeper as we're going into this new series. Watch this. Number one. you got to stay in the book. Stay in the book. Study. Study his word. Listen, I can't help but believe when he says meditate day and night. I can't help but believe that God's saying, listen, day and night, I want you to make everything about me. I want you to make it about me. God said, listen, day and night, I want to be what's on your mind. Day and night, 
I want to be what you're thinking about. Day and night, I want you to be concentrating on the Word. And see, when you do that, when you come up with wondering which way to go, meditate on the Word. Listen, you're meditating on the Word, but I know which way to go because this is the way the Word says to go. This is what would be pleasing to God day and night. Then I will make your way prosperous, and I will make your way successful. If anybody leaves here today and you're not walking in the promises of God, it's on you, not me. It's on you, not me, because I've shared the word with you today. Listen, you can't be scared. You can't walk around worried and stressed and, and scared. No, you gotta, you gotta overcome. You gotta overcome fear. Maybe that's where you're at today. Maybe that's the point in your, your journey of where you're at. I try and then I get worried and I start worrying about what everybody's going to think and then and the enemy gets you right where he wants you but maybe today's your day to say no I'm not being bound by fear any longer oh thank y'all for the song today too that was just right on time I'm not, I'm not going to be bound by by fear I, I, I'm just not I'm not anymore and, and listen it's a continual battle so don't let the enemy stress you or worry you because you have to listen if you have to come down here every week and pray for strength okay. Ten times in the book of Joshua. Take courage. Strengthen yourself. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it in your own might. You gotta do it in His. Trust. Trust Him in His, in his strength. So this time we're gonna open up our altar. We invite you to come. We invite you to come. It's open. You come and uh, the prayer team's gonna come and they're gonna pray over the box. If you wanna get your name in the box, maybe you got some stuff going on that you don't want anybody to know about, but you just gonna put your name on it. And they'll pray over it, make a point of contact. It's, it's a powerful. My family can tell you God's done some things out of that box.